0: DJ and PK brought to you in part by Zero Res. When I get the carpets clean, it's never clean. It's just Zero Res clean. No, I don't have it any other way. Just $33 per room clean, plus a fourth room for free. You deserve the best. You deserve Zero Res. Schedule with Zero Res today by calling them at 801-288-9376 or schedule online by searching for Zero Res carpet cleaning. And pro tip, when you call Zero Res, they don't offer you the fourth room for free. You have to ask for it. I heard on The Zone, I get the fourth room for free, and then they'll go... Okay, no problem. But you had to mention it. They don't offer it to you. You got to bring it up. All right, PK, question of the morning. What if? What are some of the better what ifs in sports? So I was listening to your guy,
1: the herd. And you you worship him. You don't admit it, but I know you do. or you (laughs) You did anyway. Uh, when he was available on your radio. Now, he's on mine on Satellite, so I listen to him when I go home, on the ride home sometimes. And he had said, there's a it was on the heels of this source's report that uh, Dwayne Wade is seriously concerned about Donovan Mitchell leaving, not wanting to be in Utah, and, you know, that tired story. The narrative as people who like to think they're smart say. Uh, and so he's going on, and he, he, I believe he has a home here. I know he vacations here a lot, and I know he's gone up to Promontory, and I know he takes golf lessons up there. That has been confirmed to me. I think you're right about uh, a second home up here, though. Uh, he's
0: up here too often.
1: Yeah, and so he was defending Utah and saying, they're like, and he has to compare something. He always has to have a simile and a metaphor. They're like in Saga basketball. And, you know, they've been well run for years and years and they'll break through one day, you know, like Gonzaga obviously has been on the periphery, has made it to the final game now a couple of times and they've just had a great, great program. Everyone would acknowledge that for sure uh, with uh, what Mark Few has done there in Gonzaga and we'll see the Suggs kid and I think he might be the best Gonzaga player Uh, to come out of the draft uh, in uh, Mark Fuse, what, 22, maybe 23 years. We'll see about that in the next few years, how that plays out. Uh, But then the Herd said that if it wasn't for MJ, the Jazz would have two titles by now. Oh, what if?
0: (laughs) And it got me thinking. What if? Well, that is exactly... A lot of people jumped on this. This topic really resonated with people. And uh, Ryan says that what if Jordan had stayed retired? What if Jordan had gone to Birmingham and hit 350? (laughs) Just not hit 20 or 30 homers. Wasn't possible. No. But what if? No one believed that was going to happen when he went there. If he
1: would have done it, you know, when he was 18 and come up the traditional way, possibly. Sure. But not at too that Too many at-bats yeah. and too many reps lost yeah. to his basketball career. I mean, we saw that with Tim Tebow. That, yep. That's very difficult to hit a baseball. <laughs> and, and if you haven't done it for a number of years to, to jump in like that. So that wouldn't have happened. But, yeah, you could argue that they could have had a couple of titles without him. I don't know who would have represented the other side, but... We'll
0: never know. What if Malone doesn't get the ball stolen in game six? That's, a, that's an awesome what if. He turns, hits that patented fadeaway jumper. They go up three. Jordan goes down, goes down sticks at three. It goes to overtime, and the Bulls win an OT. Or well, they still had game seven, too. Yeah. Sure. Or they score on that possession, and the Bulls don't, and the Jazz win game seven. And pandemonium. Okay. If you're in the
1: what-if category, that goes there, too. But I, do we need we need more solid proof on what-ifs? What do you mean?
0: Well, those are you're your sort of dreaming a little bit. Well, there's a mix. Uh, the what-ifs, uh, I mean, they're all dreams. I mean, it uh, didn't yeah. happen. But see,
1: but we need more solid than that because I got one. I firmly, firmly believe. <laughs> you don't need to dream. You know this would
0: have happened. I do. That if the Cougs had Brandon Davies, oh, they go to the here. Final Four. Yeah, it's it's here. Mm-hmm. What if Brandon Davies doesn't uh, get in trouble with the honor cap? Yeah. I believe. And Dan he- says, be BYU to the Final Four. Right. So I think that's a little more... That's a closer, substantial, to re- a little closer to reality. The if in my isn't mind. as big in my mind. Well, I think the thing about that is that you can go back and look at the the tournament that year, and I don't have it memorized, but I think all the games in that regional were like OT or one possession games. So it's a very small margin. Whereas here, yeah, it's just one possession to win the game for the Jazz in '98, but then there's a whole other game. Right. So that's double what if, right?
1: Maybe they even, got maybe they even got triple to the sweet because 16.
0: They, they literally could have scored and Jordan could have thrown in a three and gone yeah. to OT okay. and one. So there were multiple ifs. But that's, to a, far may- as that's a maybe not a what if. You just said maybe.
1: I really, the, the team that the Cougars had that year with Jimmer as sensational as he was and Davies is a pretty good player. I think he had a cup of coffee in the NBA with the Sixers. Uh, that I believe that they would have gone to the Final Four. Yeah, they would have beaten who was it? Uh, Florida, that they lost to. I was, it was in New Orleans. I was there. I saw them over in Denver. They beat. Uh, they be They beat Wofford and Gonzaga. Yep. Uh, and they really they roughed up Gonzaga pretty good. Uh, and then the next week we went down to Florida, uh, or down in New Orleans, and yeah, I think they would have won that game. I think they would have won the next game because I think that was the second year that Butler. Went to the final four. I think they would have I think they would have won that. I Could have handled it? I think they would have gone to the final four, yes, if not for that uh honor code situation with Brandon Davies. Yep. I also got one for the Utes too. What if? What's the what if for the Utes? I believe in nineteen ninety seven. If Alex Jensen wasn't serving a mission in England, they would have beat Kentucky. Because he would have been there to guard Mercer. And Mercer wouldn't have gone off as much as he would have. And my man, Alex, would have defended him much better than they had. And I was there, that one. That was in San Jose. I was covering the Utes then for the watchdog. And I think that they would have gone to the Final Four. So I've got two teams going to the funnel. Now, of course, they went the next year, obviously. Not coincidentally, Alex was back the next year because that was the second year of his mission when Van Horn was a senior. Maybe they wouldn't have gone the next year, I don't know. But Alex, if you follow it out, I think Alex would have been a senior that year, so there's no reason to think that they wouldn't have. They probably, in my mind, would have gone two for two. They would have gone back-to-back Final Fours. But I believe if Alex was playing on that U team at that time, that they would have been able to beat, finally beat Kentucky in the regional final in San Jose, and Van Horn would have gone to the Final Four. And then what the hell, they would have won the Final Four. <laughs> <laughs> okay,
0: now, now you're just loading up the what ifs.
1: Yeah, well, that's what we just did with the Jazz, this, this, well, if this the, happened, if this happened, if this happened. Right, but you said that yours wasn't going to be like that one. I know, but I was kidding on that one. <laughs> I don't even remember well, the, the thing you
0: Well, the thing you have going for you is, well, that was here. Kansas-Kentucky uh, lost Arizona in... in uh, I don't remember that. In overtime. So I don't know what to tell you. That's,
1: that's where you come in. I don't remember that stuff. There's no need for so that. So if you can that, beat Kentucky,
0: mind. and if Kentucky was going to be in overtime in the title game, mm-hmm. I mean, matchups and all that stuff matter. I'm looking at it now. Kentucky beat Minnesota and Arizona beat North Carolina. Yeah. Kentucky beat Minnesota by nine. And then Arizona beat Kentucky in OT. I think they would have. Champs! Yeah. If he would have uh, not All right. gone on the mission. Now, are you ready for a what if for both the Utes and the Cougars? This one comes in from Calvin. What if Kyle Whittingham took the BYU job instead of the Utah job? No Bronco. I mean, that really rewrites history for both schools. Puts the 2008 Sugar Bowl season. That changes all of that. See, I don't think that that was going to happen. What? That he was going
1: to take the BYU job. Now you're saying, well, he accepted blah, 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 blah. Yeah, I know all that. But all I can tell you, without going into too much detail, Uh, even though... It's long since passed, but I still like to maintain some semblance of confident, confidentiality. Is around eight o'clock that night. There was a lot of wavering, and I believe his heart was set on Utah. I and he just needed to figure that out in his time. Now he he, he should have known for months. That he was going to get the job in fact, I know somebody I know that somebody very very well I, I'm, I look at that person in the mirror every day <laughs> <laughs> And that person in October literally told him you will be offered the BYU job Two months before it was offered He was told you will be offered the BYU job that will happen so he had a lot of time to process that Now whether he believed that or not I don't know but he was told by someone very close to me that he will be offered
0: (laughs) by someone very close to me
1: (laughs) (laughs) yes I think it was the morning after uh, I think it was the morning after the Vegas loss in which they threw the ball 4,000 times and ran it seven times and gained, and gained 300 yards on the ground. Uh, if, I, if memory serves, that was a Friday night game. And then the following morning, Kyle was told, that is it, man. You will be offered. You're the number one candidate because Andy Reid isn't coming. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what if
1: Andy Reid? And then the Philadelphia Inquirer, ran a story about Andy Reid and the BYU job, and they quoted, they had a bunch of anonymous quotes in there saying this is not a church calling. They will not extend the church calling to him. This will be a job and because that's the way it's going to be, and that source was me. And I'm working for the watchdog (laughs) at the time. Because I'm sitting in a, 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 in a hotel in Fort Collins, Colorado. And they're interviewing me as I'm just sitting in the, in the hotel room on the phone. And they run this story. And I'm working for the watchdog. I'm employed by the watchdog. And the D-News picks it up
0: and runs <laughs> so, it.
1: You're anonymously quoted in the Desert News. <laughs> yes.
0: <It> is, Oops.
1: <laughs> oh, well. The anonymous source is me. Because those were my quotes that I gave the newspaper And there was no way Andy Reid was going to take that gig. There was just no way. I mean, he's he's a pro coach. The salaries are enormously different. He's an NFL guy. Yeah, and so and the whole skill set, recruiting, blah blah blah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And obviously, he's a Hall of Fame NFL coach. So you had that going on there. So to me, it was a no brainer that Kyle was the number one candidate. I mean, it's it's just like Kalani was gonna be the number one candidate here this time around. It was a no brainer on that one too. It's so easy to identify who their coaches are going to be.
0: <laughs> it's not that deep a pool. <laughs> yeah. Cleveland was a surprise. But at the time nobody knew him because he's out of state as a JC and at the time it's like, man, there really aren't that many candidates. So right. it wasn't a surprise that it was a surprise because there was no obvious candidate. But there, what your point is, there aren't going to be three obvious candidates. No, and they've got to choose. Yeah. And then when the
1: yeah, Cleveland was it was a surprise. I would I would agree with that. And I know that BYU Val Hale in the BYU Magazine he got off on having it be a surprise because he he worried about the media uh, and what they were doing, what they were saying.
0: Uh, so I wonder if that. I had one conversation with Kyle that season. It was weird. It was when practice was wide open and you could just stand on the sideline. And you know how I am. I'm standing on the sideline. I'm not moving, but the team's going up and down a little bit. And he kneels down and, the, and, and there's a moment and other coaches are talking to players or something and there's a hold up, And he says, and without looking at me, and he's within five yards, and there's nobody else there. There was way less media in that era. And maybe it was prompted by you. I have no idea the overlap of the timelines. I mean, we're doing the show at that point, so he knows we're talking. He says, do you think the Utah State job is going to come open this year? I'm like, yeah, probably. He said, And I, and I, and I said, that would be perfect for a defensive coordinator making a, a jump or something. I said, but on the other hand, couldn't every job come open this year? And that's what happened. And he said, and, I said, and he kind of flinched a little bit, still without looking at me. He was still looking at the field. And Urban was, I remember Urban was walking down the far sideline uh, over by the cemetery. And he said, and, and he kind of flinched. He said, they won't come open for the same reasons, but they can all come open. I wonder if you triggered that. I don't remember the Utah State situation
1: in the least, so I cannot.
0: Mick he did leave that offseason. Oh, he was man. out and Brent Guy came in. I don't remember that at all. <laughs> and, but... they all and it was all new coaches. Uh, Urban left and BYU and Utah State made changes. Yeah. And the Cleveland thing, that was a great hire, uh, Steve Cleveland. And then there was
1: a situation with when he took the job at Fresno. I was down in Arizona at the time and uh, was down there for a weekend visit that just blew up. I spent the whole time in my sister's office, her brother-in-law's office, uh, working And uh, because I had the guy was working for the watchdog then too So I had to come up with stories on that and the next morning on the Saturday I called Dave Rose on his cell and he he must have seen my number and he didn't want to answer But he picked it up and He didn't say anything and he must have thought that he clicked it off. and He didn't click it off So he had the phone must have been sitting as he was driving in the car because I could hear the radio and I thought well I'll just wait this thing out. <laughs> He's going to use the phone
0: at some point. <laughs> and so, he thinks he hung up on you but he accidentally yeah, answered. Yeah, now yeah. you're in. You're blocking anyone else from calling. Right.
1: So I just waited it out. Just sat there and I don't know, it was it 20 minutes or an hour or something before he went to use his phone and there I am. I'm still there. <laughs> And you know he—it was a dream come true because I had spoken to Dave, and Dave and I, of all the coaches, even more than Kyle, Dave is the guy who I go back the longest with. Because when he was at Dixie, I used to talk to him about up-and-coming players, and the recruiting in that in uh, that uh, era was a lot harder to uh, get your arms around than it is now. They just oh, I've been offered by, and they go on social media left and right. Well, and then there's all these other sites that have sprung up, and they deal with that. So I used to talk to him on a fairly regular basis because he was plugged in obviously into the regional junior college uh, circuit and also high school circuit so um, You know he and he had told me that He just he thought he was scarred as a junior college coach and he didn't know if he was ever going to be a head coach And I remember uh, One night talking with him and he could just feel the anguish uh, because he thought he had an opportunity to get the Houston job his alma mater and he was imminently qualified and he did not and he was depressed about it and all that stuff. And so then when he got, when he picked up the phone and we did talk, it like, ah, you really can't say anything. And I, and I can respect that. So I said, okay, I just needed some kind of quote, but you're going to get the job. You're the guy. You will get this job. You are the man for this job. And that proved to be so abundantly obvious. And he was the right man for the job. Absolutely. He was the right man. So he got that job and i did a tremendous job as far as I'm concerned.
0: Had a really good run. Yeah. All right, some more what-ifs. Are you ready? Yes. <clears throat> Here's some that aren't quite as local, but they're still stories we follow. Brooks says, what if Jimmy Johnson coached the Cowboys for a few more years? Well, they would have more Super Bowl wins. Would they have done three in a row instead of getting beat by Steve Young's Niners? Possibly. Four? I mean, no one has won three in a row. Could they have been the team that matched the Bills going to four in a row? Could they have won them all? Oh, it's not beyond the realm whatsoever. It could have been and, and the, the about greatest
1: that, though, NFL dynasty. What was cool about that situation is that those two teams,
0: particularly the Niners, they were making moves designed to beat the Cowboys yeah. in the playoffs. It's not like now. In that era, those two were so far in front of the rest of the league and not everybody in the rest of the league knew it. They were the best. Uh, yeah, well, obviously they won one without him, right? Uh, what's his they face? Did. Switzer uh, came in, yeah. lost the NFC title game the first year. In the second year, he won the Super Bowl. So, and then I think his third year, they went out pretty early in the playoffs. And they really haven't been the Cowboys since then. That was the end of the glory days. Clearly, uh, they would have won. And then maybe he could have made some retooling
1: to continue it. Because I mean, he did a Hall of Fame job with that franchise i don't know that there's anybody better uh, belichick obviously has a phenomenal run no doubt about it but what jimmy johnson did under such trying circumstances you're replacing the ultimate hall of famer in tom landry and an organization you thought the jazz were stable Woo! <laughs>
0: yeah. that was stable yeah it's the same thing year after year after year and, 60s, 70s, and, into the mid-80s. The wheels had finally come off when he came in. So he didn't have to, he didn't have to replace him when they were still cranking out no playoff but, uh, games. I mean, and, he, but it's still, he's the guy. Yeah, I mean, he's the legend there.
1: As good as Jimmy Johnson was, when I think of the Cowboys coaching, I think of Tom Landry and the hat and the suit and all that stuff.
0: Well he had a 20 year, I mean, he was there 30 years, but the first five and the last five building it and falling apart. But boy, for 20 years there they were it. He became America's team, as they yep. say, yeah, yep. And then it ended poorly as it often does. But what a run. Yeah. All right, more what ifs on our Facebook page, DJ and PK, or hit us up on Twitter, David DJ James. Uh, another football one here. What if the 49ers had selected Aaron Rodgers and the Packers selected Alex Smith? Would well, Aaron Rodgers is
1: better than Alex Smith. Right. So I'd have to assume the team would be better. They would flip to a But it's football, and so you, rest, you, need, whole rest of the you team. have to have a quarterback, but you
0: need a lot of other stuff, too. how much would that have changed the trajectory of their careers and the trajectory of those two franchises? Now, who's to
1: say, though, the Packers, if they had taken Alex Smith or any of the other teams, if uh, Aaron Rodgers would have gone number 1, because we don't know that uh, the Packers would have had available Alex Smith. Somebody else might have taken him. I don't You know. We have no idea. But who's to say that the team around Alex Smith, wherever he went, wouldn't have been better, and he would have won a Super Bowl. Don't know for sure. He certainly isn't. He's not the best, but he's not the worst either. Right. I mean, he was right on the cusp of taking the Niners to the Super Bowl when they made the change. They very well. See, that's a what if. That's a what if. What if Alex doesn't get a
0: concussion? What if he stays in the starting lineup? Yeah. He gets a concussion. He misses one game. And Kaepernick looks good enough in that game that Alex never gets to start again. Yeah,
1: I think that Harbaugh wanted to go in that direction. So I don't know that the c-
0: concussion. So would he have made? Would he have, as a coach, would he have had the spine to just make the change on his I own? I think he was
1: going in that direction. Yes,
0: I think it was like. But would he have made the, it
1: in the off season? I don't know. Yeah, but I think the Coug- like the Cougars, we know they were going to go with Zach Wilson. In fact, it was told to me in a preseason. This is the target date that we're looking to put him in there. And? And they did. Bingo. Yeah. So I think Harbaugh had in his heart to go in that direction one way or the other. But well, if, they were, if he wouldn't have, who's to say they don't win the, don't win the whole thing? Because you can conceivably see Smith as a Super Bowl winning quarterback. It's not, it's not, not that outrageous. much of a stretch. He's been a, he's been a playoff
0: quarterback. Yeah, even he though he times. wasn't a
1: Hall of Fame quarterback, it was not that much of a stretch.
0: Gray says, what if Dwight Clark didn't make the catch? Well, they would have had to play on fourth down. Yeah, even better play would have ensued. Fourth down, too much pressure. <laughs> uh, okay, so the other what if in that game is there was still time on the clock. The Cowboys start moving down the field, and Eric, was it Eric Wright? Yak, you're a Niners fan. You remember there was a defensive back who catches Drew Pearson by the back of the jersey and drags him to the ground, and Pearson was going to break it for who, a touchdown. Who remembers that? You haven't seen that play on NFL films when they replay and I've all that. I've seen no. the play, but I couldn't. I didn't. I, didn't, I didn't actually. Play. I was working. I didn't actually see the game live. I, I just. I couldn't. Yeah. Have, I couldn't have named both players mm-hmm. that you just named. I couldn't name you the. Play, I just saw it in the last year. Players. I just saw it in the last year. That was that. the Niners came very close to giving up a score there. Here's one for you. You remember this play. Except, well, I remember the famous play. This is an, a famous a play before. And don't apologize for remembering. I don't remember you this. You tend to do that. Jonathan says, what if Kirk Gibson hits the ground ball fair and not foul before the home run? It was a 3-2 pitch, so one of the strikes must have been a foul ball. I don't remember that. But, what if? Okay, that's only game one,
1: though. Right? Yep. So we still have a long way to go. True I mean, story. That was a dramatic home run, no doubt about it. <laughs> uh, but they still had to win three more ball games. Right? Was that? I but we're robbed was of one of the one. It was game one. It was absolutely game one. So I don't know that that necessarily changed the complexion of the entire series, especially in baseball, where momentum is defined by the next day's starting pitcher. And it was sweet and all that stuff, and it was legendary, absolutely. But it wasn't uh, Joe Carter or Bill Mazeroski in the walk-off series-clinching home run. Still only game
0: one. They had plenty of time to come back. What if Minnesota's Gary Anderson makes that stupid 39-yard field goal versus Atlanta in the 1998 NFC Championship game? I don't remember that at Vikings all. Vikings fans have been tortured by no, a only Gary place kicking.
1: Uh, was it Gary Anderson or Morton Anderson? I don't know. I'll
0: have to look it well, up. You said Gary Anderson. I did. I just read it off <laughs> thing. I assume this guy knows. I don't think it was Gary I'm Anderson. I'm pretty sure it's Morton <laughs> Anderson.
1: <laughs> Gary Anderson? <laughs> did you just get caught up in the local guy? <laughs> or maybe there was a Gary Anderson who was a
0: kicker. I don't know my Minnesota kickers. Who was it? Gary Allen Anderson is a South African former player, place kicker twenty three years. So and it was Gary and who what was the scenario? He hadn't missed a field goal all year, and the Vikings were 15-1. He, had, he and at didn't home, miss a field goal the whole season? I don't think so. I think he made every single Get game. out of town. So, PK. <clears throat> was he the Mort- had a long streak for the sure. The Morton Anderson thing, Morton was kicking for, for the, the Falcons, Falcons in that game. So it was Anderson versus Anderson, Anderson versus in the— EN Yeah, and versus Owen. And that was the Dirty Bird mm-hmm. season for— Correct. Jamal Anderson, Jamal another Anderson. Anderson, Anderson yeah. The former U. I don't remember that at all. Really? It, you don't remember that game? No. Wow. He misses a field goal right Why should at the I? End. The
1: he, problem with me is that I don't have favorite teams in the NFL, so been, they don't mean anything to
0: I'm me. I'm not a Viking fan, but he had been nails all year long. and then Yeah, and in 1998, man. Anderson became the first NFL kicker to convert every field goal and point after touchdown mm-hmm. in the regular BFT. season. BFD. It's like Shaq. Make them when they count. Yep. And he missed it. And the Falcons went to the Super Bowl. Who did they lose to? They lost to the Broncos. Uh-huh. Yeah, that, that stuff
1: doesn't, doesn't, doesn't sit. But I don't want you to apologize, because when I say I don't remember, you get defensive. Like, you just saw that thing last year. I that, did. But you don't have to apologize for it. Who cares whether you saw it last year or 10 years ago? You remember that stuff. From yeah, last year? Yeah,
0: you're a nerd. I literally but you didn't knew it see before, the game. But you knew it before that, though. Oh, because did? I've seen the NFL films, thing right?
1: Play. So don't apologize again. You're getting defensive. Oh my don't gosh.
0: apologize for. Well, it. Well, stop attacking me. That's not. I'm impressed <laughs> with your memory. Uh, don't be at it slipping. <laughs> it's still <laughs> at its height. It's better. And that's with true. Slippage, I
1: It's better. <laughs> that's tr- that's true. Because we both have slippage. But I couldn't remember it's to go amazing. out and put gas in
0: the car last night. What Holy you cow. do
1: is amazing with that stuff, and I really mean it. Okay. And I'm, so I, if I come off as attacking, that's It's on me. It's not on you. (laughs) Because
0: I'm very impressed that you remember this stuff. I'm sure it's out there on YouTube. Check it out during the the break, PK. And for all of you going to work, check out YouTube if it's not blocked and you get to work. Or you're working from home, so it doesn't matter. But look for that play, and you'll be impressed by how close the Cowboys come to breaking a, whatever it was, 60, 70-yard touchdown. And Wright just reaches out and grabs a handful of jersey and holds on. Or the catch would have been a footnote. All right. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. Yack, have you been able to find that audio PK was talking about? I do have it. All right. I mean, to edit it a bit, but we'll have it. <laughs> okay, we will get to that next. PK, this goes back to your quest with Dennis Lindsay. And now with Justin Zanuck. Bart's the kind of person you have to convince. Yeah, Justin and I will be meeting on this. Okay. He doesn't know it yet. He doesn't know it no. yet. No. <laughs> Newsflash, Justin. There goes a half hour of your day. All right, we'll get to that next. We'll play this audio for you. And this is, uh, this is something jazz fans, this is a big old what if. What if the jazz could get over this hurdle? We'll get to that next. Stay with us.